This is DWZ Podcast here with J-Rod, the lead at WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. So, welcome back, listeners. So, we have some interesting topics. Two of them we're going to be following up from two of the most specific Yoshi wrestlers coming from stardom. And the first one is, of course, my favorite. Well, both of them are from Cosmic Angels, but my f- the first one is my favorite, Mina Shirakawa. Now, I want to touch more on about Mina Shirakawa. As you guys know, she has been tearing it up, making a big impact right now as a wrestler. Now, let's talk about her a little bit. As you know, on November 3rd, she has... One of the biggest matches of her career. She'll be facing Sayakami Tani for the Wonder of Stardom Championship, aka the White Belt. Now, this particular belt she has challenged it before, but that was a year ago in 2021. This is where she introduced her little alter ego, the Bloody Angels. The Bloody Angel, but Tam Nakano at the time was the champion. Tam came up short. Many people have doubted that she's ever going to go into that particular direction. But however, there's more to what really is happening with Mina, particularly with this belt. Let's talk about it. I went back into the press conference that they had back, um, I think, in July. Where they introduced who who will be participating in the five star Grand Prix. When Mina was out there explaining what is it that she wants to do, she has noticed that in her block, she has former white belt champions and of course the current Sayakami Tani. Now, who were the former white belt champions she's talking about? Well, Momo Wanadabe, Mayu Itani. And Julia. Now, on night two of the opening rounds of this five-star Grand Prix, Mina was in a match against Momo. Momo, who is considered one of the best white belt champions and has the most consecutive victories with 11 defenses. Mina shocked the world when she defeated her. Not only that, gaining momentum knowing, yes, I defeated a white belt champion. She also pinned one-third of the artist champions. If you forget, Momo Wananabe is a member of Odatai. She is, of course, one of the one one-third of the artist champions with Saki Kashima and Starlight Kid. Now, however, that match didn't matter anyway because that match ended uh, ended in the favor of Odatai. But however, her biggest ambition is to still continue to, sit, to make a big impact. To proceed the white belt. And she even faced two former ones. I'm talking about Mayu Iwatani and Julia. Now, I did mention this before. Both ladies noticed how Mina has changed. Like, I mentioned this. Mina has become more methodical on targeting weak spots of her opponents. With Mayu, she attack, uh, targeted the back of the neck. And even Mayu could, uh, could see that. Even the same thing with Julia with her knee. You know? Like I said, methodical. But however, those two matches 
uh, didn't do well for her. She ended up losing. But I think the biggest match that kind of, how do I say, put her on the spot was when she beat Sayakami Tani in Kordakin Hall with the glamorous driver. That sealed the deal for her. A guaranteed spot in her back pocket to challenge for the white belt. But there is one more obstacle that Mina had to go through. Now, this is where things get a little confusing by many fans because fans were saying, oh, Mina's going to leave Cosmic Angels. You can't have Natsupoi in this group because she cares about him. I get that part, but you forget Mina is the right hand of, of Tam Nakano. But Tam kind of explained this completely. The problem wasn't about Natsupoi being next to Tam. It's no secret, if you guys pay attention clearly, Natsupoi also wants a shot of the white belt. That is what was the problem that Mina has. Now think about it. How many members in, in each unit are gunning for one particular title? If, if you know what I mean. Like, for example, I know Nagi has preceded that belt and so did Mina. Now it's not Supoi. But I think the story it's telling us is this. Who is going to be the chosen one? That's been clear from me, to me afterwards. This was never about the attention or who's going to be in Tam Nakano's side. This is about two wrestlers who have ambitions to proceed for the white belt. That is the, the real uh, question. This one was about who is going to be the chosen one. Now, in the finals of the five-star Grand Prix, it was Mina Shirakawa versus Natsupoi. In the, but in the result, it was Mina Shirakawa who walked out as the winner, giving her the opportunity. And not to mention, telling I think what Tam, I mean, what Mina might have told Tam when she was carrying Natsupoi out was the fact that she was asking for her blessing, telling her, possibly, I'm coming for the white belt. And I think she knows this is what she has to do. And I think Natsupo realized, okay, I get it. You want the white belt? I get it. I'll back off. So basically, it's like, who in the Cosmic Angels is the one who's going to precede the white belt? And now it's like, decided, it's Mina Shirakawa who's going to make that decision. So, but however, many other wrestlers are considering her, she's not a threat. Even not to mention Sayakami Tani, she's like, doesn't know who she is, but... Mina told her that I've beaten you in Cork and Hall, if you don't remember. But not to mention, uh, this guy named Meerkat calls her a deceiver because she cries a lot. But Mina knows how to fake a tear because she has done some acting before. That's a good quality for her to use as a way to set an example. So, Kamitani didn't precede her as a threat. However, her second match with Mina in a six-person tag match in Hiroshima on the 10th of October. That is when Kamitani realizes she has underestimated uh, Mina Shirakawa for the last time. She is now self-aware she has two matches that she lost. This is not, it's like unacceptable on her part. But many people talked about Kamitani about something I started to agree on. Kamitani is bit of a reckless you know she makes decisions where go where 
it's going to cost her. And that's the thing. Now, if you remember, Kamitani beat Tam Nakano last year for that white belt. And she won. But Kamitani's motive is very clear on her part. She doesn't care who is in her wake to challenge for the white belt. She wants to beat the defense record. I mentioned this before. Momo Wananabe has the most defense records, 11. But Kamitani told Mina that she's just a stepping stone for her to add one more, and she wins. But however, the obvious question does remain. Will Ka Mina be the one to dethrone her? Will her uh, Kamitani's ambitions to beat the, the def most defense record will come to an end? That will be determined, of course, on November 3rd. Now, if I'm Kamitani, I would not ignore this shit one way or the other. Because if Kamitani does, then it's over. All this crap about making winning the most defense record was all for nothing. She needs to take Mina seriously. And if she can't, then it proves that she then people are right about her that she was reckless. But if Mina pull now, let's talk about hypo, uh, uh, hypothetical questions about who could put if Mina does win the the white belt, who could her possible opponents can be? Now it's no secret that Supoy could be one of them. I know for a fact she would challenge her, no doubt about that. But I can think of few that would fit it. Now let's start with the ones from DDM. Only two I can think of is Micah and Himika. Now, Himika, to me, I have that feeling that she might be the first one to challenge uh, Mina if she wins the belt. Reason why? If you guys forgot, Himika beat her in her own move, the Mina Collection, the Glamorous Collection Mina, on Fight to the Top using her move. Now, that would be an opponent I feel would possibly be the first one to challenge her. That's one move. Now, who else could challenge her for the white belt? I would say Starlight Kid is one of them. I know she has preceded that belt three times. You know, one with Tam Nakano, one with Julia, one with Kamitani. And all of them failed miserably. And then, of course, there's one I can think of, and that is Mirai, who has challenged that belt before. I think she might have challenged it... Right after the Fukuoka Goddesses Tag uh, Festival. I don't remember what day. But yes, I do remember that particular match. Mirai, um, Kamitani won that match. So, uh, who in Stars most likely could come out in the woodworks to... How do I say? I would say possibly... Uh, probably Azuki would be one of them. I don't think she has ever challenged for the White Belt before. Um, Godza... Uh, who else I can think of? I think that's pretty much it. I can, I can, those are the hypothetical, but I believe Himika will be the first one to try because they, uh, if you guys ever followed, Himika and Mina used to be best friends. And now that they're not, it kind of went in. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Himika would do. She's very ambitious and very, you know, what she wants. It's not the first time she has challenged for a belt. 
But not to mention, I wouldn't be surprised if she wants to hurt Mina for believing that it was her fault that Natsupo joined Cosmic Angels. I wouldn't be surprised on that part. So I think that's pretty much with, done with Mina. Let's go move on with Unagi. Now, to recap about Unagi, let's talk about what, what, what's been going on with her. Now, if you guys remember clearly, Unagi has made the decision to step away from stardom for a short time, for a little while, to go freelancing. Now, the reason behind that, if you remember clearly, Unagi did not have the best record in, you know, in the five-star Grand Prix. She ended up with only four points. That was the problem. So it ended badly for uh in that manner. And I think that kind of set set it all the table. Now the obvious question does remain about this matter that I've been noticing. How will the uh, how uh, so how exactly is this changing? You know this this is this is what I think happened. Mina is not the best wrestler. She has some unorthodox moves, similar to what we've seen with Abaddon. But I have to say it was very interesting how. You know, she was able to hold on. She only had the, the future belt for almost possibly 84 days until she lost to Ruka. Um, but yeah, now her first match as a freelancer was on October 7th against AOI. She won. I haven't seen that match. Uh, her, but later on that, that particular day, um, Unagi comes out right after the GTO Queen's title after Tomoka Inaba defended against Misa Kagura, or as we call her, the clone of Tam Nakano, uh, def defended it. However, Mi Unagi shows up asking her to for a challenge, but not for the belt against her, just Tomoka herself. And that match is going to take place on, a on November 4th at Corken Hall, which is going to be good. However, that doesn't end there. Now, prior before her mat, her big match taking place on the 16th in Diana, she made it un, a, a very special appearance at another Yoshi promotion that is marvelous. Now, Unagi has some history with certain members due to the fact that the last time they confronted them in stardom, like uh, Maria, Aoi Hosen, um, Rinka Dukura, um, Tamiki Iroha, and a few others. So it appears that she wants to challenge those in the ring. But the one person who's willing to step up first is AI Hosen, who recently had some uh, certain comments that she had towards Waka. I wouldn't be surprised if Unagi would shut her up and teach her a lesson not to mess with her. So that is one of the things I know for a fact could happen. So it's still unclear when those matches will take place, but yes. Now here's the best part that took place. October 16th at Corken Hall. World Woman Pro Wrestling Diana had a nice event. However, no one expected that this was going to be a, a bit of a packed house in some ways. Now, let me pull up uh, what I do know about that particular day. Uh, here it is. Uh, it turned out that they had about 754 people in attendance. Leading up to the idea of legends beating up on Unagi Sayaka. So it was crazy how that happened. But I did hear that people lined up to be at the merch table for Unagi. 
But however, due to the fact that time ran out, they had to shut it down. I'm like, wow. It's like she's getting the attention now. And I know she'll do good. Um, it's still no indication what other events she'll be. But now there is the speculation by certain uh, Mina and Unagi Twitter fan pages are talking about. Now, this promotion called PP Triple uh, P Tokyo, which is not a big promotion, but they have talked about they uh, there has been this um, thing about an arrest about this ex partner Noah, who's going to be teaming up with. Sarumi Natsu. There, those are believing that it's Unagi because she mentioned X. I don't know if that's 100% true because I don't know if, if that's the case. I know Unagi has done this before with, when she first arrived, but I don't know. We just got to wait and see. But I have to say I hope Unagi returns back to stardom. She's doing so well. Uh, she has the love and support of her fans who are there by her side. Um, now, before I uh, move on, I want to say this. Please do not believe the dirt sheets because I only followed the people. Now, if you're saying, where do I hear this stuff about Unagi? Well, I, there's a Twitter page called Kiwi underscore 011. So basically, that's where I'm actually following. And there are those who actually can tweet stuff about her. So... Just keep in mind on that, so that way you guys don't, um, you know, go out of their way to think what's the opposite. So, let's move on to the next subject. Um, good news for Ring of Honor. Now, ever since the news came around about Ring of Honor being purchased by AEW owner and CEO Tony Khan, we have been speculating about when will Ring of Honor have a weekly show. Now, as you know, certain wrestlers could not be involved anymore. Like Jonathan Gresham had to leave. He wanted out because I don't think the Ring of Honor thing was being happening real time soon. But I know Tony Khan was doing everything in his power to make it run. However, some interesting developments have taken place. Now, if you guys saw, uh, as you know, today is October 19th. Ye yesterday was October 18th on AEW Dynamite. It was revealed. That Ring of Honor will have one last pay-per-view of 2022. And that is, of course, Final Battle. Will take place on uh, the 19th, no, somewhere in December at Arlington, Texas. Yes, in Arlington, Texas. Now, why did it took so long? You know how these negotiations is. Tony Khan has been trying to put this. Uh, it, apparently, that um, it appears that they have that Warner Media are interested in having Ring of Honor have their own weekly show, and that's good. And there's talk that it could be at HBO Max, which I don't know much about. I know about it, but I don't know if how much you have to pay or whatever. But the indication is on this particular timing is the fact that now it's going to happen. The weekly show will begin on in twenty twenty three. Now this kind of reminds me the same kind of maneuver we seen with AEW. Remember when AEW launched in the start of twenty nineteen, we had several pay per views like Double or Nothing, uh, Fighter Fest, uh, Fight for the Fallen, All Out, and then a week later that's when we had Dynamite, and that kind of to me fits the same kind of pattern with Ring of Honor. 
we already have like um, Death Before Dishonor. I'm trying to remember what other one other ones that we had. Uh, there was another one prior before that. I'm trying to remember. But we are also gonna have Final Battle. So I'm excited for that. And I hope everybody does too. So good news on that. Now there is a bit of a talk about a, a certain title that's being talked about coming from New Japan. I'm talking about the Never Open Weight title. Now you may have heard saw this on Monday. We uh, last week we saw the return of the Good Brothers and Raw. Now many people question, what does this mean for New Japan? Well, uh, this is what happened. People are, are saying, okay, WWE fans are like, yes, we're going to have New Japan be our side. Fuck you, AEW. <laughs> That's what people might think. But there's been known in the past by WWE that they are allowing wrestlers who are just coming back to finish off their independent shows, and that's how it goes. So that's probably one of the thing is. However, it appears that Carl Anderson has to do p double duty because the fact that he will be flying with the OC members, Anderson and Styles, uh, to take on, I believe, Judgment Day at Saudi Arabia. Yeah, you heard me right, folks. Saudi Arabia. So after that, he has to put the never open weight tile. So, however, there is a pop, but the problem was they've been double booked for this. So that kind of screwed things up. I don't know if there's going to be schedule because the next person to challenge for this title is Hikuleo. Now, Hikuleo recently defected away from Bullet Club to join his brothers. And now it appears that they're turning the GOD tag team into a stable group. So that kind of fits in into the pattern. So we will see what happens. I don't know because I know for a fact that Tony Khan will love to get back on the table with building a partnership with New Japan. But Dave Meltzer mentioned this a long time ago, about this year, but when there was talked about this, how would this benefit New Japan? Because we do know WWE will only make their guys win but not give New Japan that chance. We already seen that with New Japan winning matches in AEW. And that sets the tone on that. So we'll find out more. Now, uh, the most scary thing that took place this past Tuesday on AEW Dynamite, uh, as I mentioned before, well, as I mentioned on the day, I think it was the 18th of October, Hangman Page got hurt. People thought this would work, but in seriousness, he did. Now, I don't want to hear this babble bullshit about, it's a work, J-Rod, you got to believe that. No, guys, come on, look. Wrestling is a dangerous job. I don't know any shit about it, but you have to understand. Do you understand the risk that you're putting your body to? You're putting your body on the line. Times they will be injuries. Times you things can go wrong in the middle of the damn ring. And Hangman Page was not was unfortunately that guy. People didn't know what was going on. The match had to be stopped by referee stoppage by senior ref Paul Turner. Thank God that he made the right choice. So he called Doc Samson to take a look at him, and 
sure enough, they put him in a stretcher, transporting him out. They sent him to the uh, Cincinnati Trauma Center, and it was revealed that he was diagnosed with a concussion. So apparently he has to follow protocol. When a wrestler has a concussion, they'll send you home, they'll get better. Uh, there were a lot of people that put uh, prayers to him, and uh, amongst them was MJF, which was, what the fudge, you know? But <laughs> I thought it was, it was like, what? Really? But I'm glad even some wrestlers from WWE even set their prayers for him. I'm like, oh, th that's good of them. You know, like, fuck this rivalry. This is about a guy's life, for Christ's sakes. And I think that's what people needed to hear. So, yeah. So I'm glad that people put that to the side. But Hammond Page said he's okay. He's doing fine. He's at home. I know he's going to be out for quite some time. We don't know when he'll be back. But he has to follow the protocol of this by AEW. So thank God he's okay. Now, our final topic here. This is something it came out recently. Former Ring of Honor Pure Champion Ace Steel, current who was like a working with AW. If you know this or not, he was amongst those that involved in that backstage altercation with CM Punk and the Elite. Now, this is what's going on. He was suspended because apparently reports were coming out that he bit, bit Kenny in the head. He did all this and that. Now, it's been told he has been released from the company. Now, no further details on anything else afterwards. But, however, the talk is that they are actually believing that maybe Punk could be on his way out too. We don't know that. But ACL is gone. That's what we do know. No indication yet about the Bucks or Kenny. I know Kenny Omega is doing great. He's been traveling. He just went not too long ago to Japan. But anything could happen. So I have to say, maybe Ace uh, Steel had it coming. All this, and not to mention, if you guys remember, he had to pay a fine for saying the F word on national television. But yeah. So, good luck, Ace Austin. Uh, we'll see where you land in the future. But, adios. So I think that's pretty much it, guys, what we have for today. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, you know, there's more stuff to come. I'll be explaining things taking place soon. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But for now, I'll see you guys on the next episode next week. And I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang!